If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 10. I want to thank everyone for your kind words and, and praying for my father. And I was able to go back and see him and, on Father's Day, and they were surprised. And, um, and so it was so good to see them. And he's uh, pretty much at the place where everything's under control, and there's no signs that even had a stroke. And, and so, amen. Amen. Also, thank you for prayers. We, I got back uh, on Wednesday at about 11 o'clock at night, and then Annette and I left uh, Thursday morning, drove about seven hours to her mom had a surgery um, to clear out um, arteries in her neck, and that went well. She's home from the hospital doing well, as feisty as ever. So, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, thank you for your prayers. And, and also, Pastor Carla, what an awesome message last week. Woo! Give Pastor Carla a hand. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful for your teaching gift. And I know the rest of the church body is, is well. I heard a lot of great things, and I listened to it my, myself, and, and just, just phenomenal. Thank you so much for just your pastor's heart. Amen. I appreciate you so much. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told you John chapter 10, right? Well, I'm still going to talk about our promise this morning. I think this is part 11. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get to John 10, and I have an assignment this morning, and, it, and it's interesting how even how the Lord directs um, Pastor Cassie, and even the selecting of music, and it's interesting how things flow together. And we don't we don't have a meeting before the, the, during the week, or hey, well, you should sing this or you should sing that. And, you know, it's Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is depositing something in our hearts this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, just, just lift your hands out and just say, say this with me. Heavenly Father, I open my heart to all that you have for me today. Your word is vital to success in my life. To bring me to... Abundant overflow in Jesus' name. Amen. In John chapter 10, familiar verses here, and, and uh, a number of weeks back, I, I talked about the biggest problem in the world today, and that's what the, the Holy Spirit put him, asked me a question back in 2008, and, and he said the biggest problem in the world today is deficit, is shortage, is lack. And, and, and immediately my mind went to financial, and yeah, that's a big problem. But the issue, the Lord said, said, you know, there's a lack of love, there's a lack of wisdom, there's a lack of joy, there's a lack of peace. And he went on and on and on. And he said, the bottom line, it comes down to there's a lack of the word of God, because the word of God gives birth to everything that God desires in our life. If you don't have the word on something, you can't have faith for something. If you never knew that, that if you're not born again, that you won't go to heaven. If you didn't have that word, you would never make Jesus the Lord of your life. It's, so everything is, if, if we didn't understand the word of God, we wouldn't realize that it was God's desire for us to prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. So the word of God is the, the springboard to, to, to give birth to all of the promises of God in our lives. Every prophecy, every promise found in Scripture that's written to you is to reveal to us what the Father wants us to walk in. 
And, you know, our founding pastor, Dr. Savell, and he delivered a word to us and for 2021, that 2021 would be a year of abundant overflow. So that is the heart of the Father for each one of us to walk in. To walk in abundant overflow, spirit, soul, and body. Now, I don't have time to go back and, and review some of the things I talked about concerning deficit. But we understand the, the enemy is the one that wants to bring us into lack. God is not an author of lack. He's, he's not the author of poverty. Poverty is a curse. And we know here it says in, in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes only. Only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Now, he may come making things sound good. He may come putting a nice red bow around it. He, he, he may come saying, saying you, you, you need to be a part of this. He may come all sorts of ways, but realize, however he's coming, he's only coming for one reason. And that is to steal. That is in order to kill and that is in order to destroy. But it says, I have come that you might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. Have it in abundance. Now, if we really understand this in context, we have to understand that this is all coming from what voices are we listening to? Because this whole ch- beginning of this chapter has to do, are we going to hear the voice of the good shepherd? Or are we going to hear a stranger's voice? The stranger's voice, his voice, is to get us to a place where he can steal, kill, and destroy from us. But the voice of the good shepherd, say good shepherd. shepherd. See, what is his voice? He wants us to experience life, and he wants to experience in abundance. And I love how some translations put this, life until it overflows. Overflows. I like the sound of that. Life until it overflows. I, I want overflowing life in my health. Overflowing life in, in, in my relationships. I want life, abundant life to flow in every area of my life. Yes. The enemy wants to bring you into deficit, but Jesus came to bring you into abundance. Too many times we settle for deficit and lack and we forget the call to abundant living. Satan wants to keep believers in a place of deficit. He wants to keep believers in a place of, in, in a place that's small and insignificant. If we choose to do things on our own, we'll be always operating from a position of lack or deficit. How does the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy? Now, this morning, what I want to deal with, he uses something that we don't talk about that often. And it's something that we may really not give a whole lot of attention to. And there's a whole lot of things in our lives that the enemy uses to steal, kill, and destroy that go unchecked. And what I want to deal with this morning is, what do you desire? What do you desire? I I think too often our desires go unchecked. I think so often we let our desires lead us in positions and places that gives the enemy the right and the ability to steal, kill, and destroy. What do you desire? Desire. Your desires will lead you into places of lack or they'll lead you into abundance. What do you desire? What is desire? Desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. 
Your desires, like I said, will lead you into places of lack or abundance. Your desires can hinder the call on your life or it will propel the call on your life. Your desires can cause you to go down a path you were never meant to travel or your desires can call you, cause you to walk in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Your desires can cause you to say something you normally wouldn't say or do something you normally wouldn't do. Desires. It can be the biggest things that can destroy a marriage, but yet it can be the biggest things that can cause a marriage to be strong. The bottom line, it depends on what the object of your desire is that determines either lack or abundance in your life. Last week, Pastor Carla talked about, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? She talked about repentance. And I just want to add this, that repentance isn't just an action we take, but it's a place we live. And see, so often things that come up in our minds, things come up our thinking, things we watch, things we view, things we listen to, um, you know, people, things we meditate upon, what they do, they shape and paint a picture on our hearts of, of our desires. You know, you're watching TV and you see this commercial and all of a sudden you see this commercial and you just have to have that thing. You're watching QVC and you just to have that thing and you buy that thing and you never use that thing. But at some time that put a desire in your heart to get that thing. And see, that's what the enemy likes to do. He wants to paint a picture in our hearts and he wants to get, he wants to place a desire on the inside of us. You have to understand your desire is what you build your faith upon, whether negative or positive. For instance, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the word hope for in Hebrews one is wait for. It's the word wait, waiting. And it's not just waiting, doing nothing. But as, as Brother Ken talked on Wednesday night about, about waiting upon the Lord. It's, it's an expectation. It's, a, it's, a, it's something on the inside of you. And an expectation is what? It is a desire. And so the things that we're listening to, the things that we're watching, the things that we're in. And that's why the enemy wants to get the world so focused on wrong things. So it places a desire on the inside of them. So then they act on those things. Then they receive those things. Then they start becoming something they were never meant to be. Like with Adam and Eve in the garden and said, and, and said, who, you know, uh, and, and said, why did you hide yourself? And he, and he said, oh, well, because we were naked and afraid. And what did God say? Who told you you were naked? Who told you you were naked? See, there's, there's so many lies that the enemy wants to perpetuate in society. Okay, Lord. You know, this is, this is pride month. For one, I I don't want to, I wouldn't want to be anything called pride for one, because God says he hates pride. He gives grace to the humble. And I've had some conversations with people and, and like I said, I love all people. Please hear me. And there's something big in our society today that will say, um, well, you know, let, let's talk about, how about the science? Let's, you know, let, let the science, you know, you, you trust the science. Okay, let's, let, let me talk about 
Like I said, I'm not hating anyone here, okay? You have to hear me. For LGBTQARTPQRNY, I don't know all the, the abbreviations. But take, for instance, transgender. Let's, let's look at the science. No matter what you do, what pills you might take, or what surgeries you might have, let science be the verdict. No matter what you get rid of, you can't change your chromosomes. As a, as a male, you always have an XY chromosome. So let science dictate what you are. And science says, if you have an XY chromosome, you're a man. I'm not hating anyone. I'm just, this this is, this is science. You say, well, I was just born this way or I'm just born that way. Wait a minute. You could be predisposed. You could have been born predisposed to be effeminate. You could be born predisposed to, to be certain, but it's the same thing. I could be predisposed to be an alcoholic, but if I never introduced my body to alcohol, I would never be an alcoholic. It's the same way with, with, with someone that could be predisposed to being, being a type 2 diabetic. If you never introduce your body to sugar, then you're, you would never be a type 2 diabetic. You could be predisposed that way. But don't, 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 don't tell me that this is what is and call it science. This was not in my notes, so I... <laughs> I mean, it's because what happens is, is the enemy will put up things that will bring to, to cause desires to be something and to have things and to walk in things that God doesn't want you to be a part of. That, that knows it because he knows it's going to hinder you. He knows it's going to hurt you. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. He, why? It's not that he, well, he, he, he doesn't want me to do that. He no, the thing is, is he loves you. And so, so your desires will lead you either into lack or abundance. I mean, think about it. You know, Ishmael was a result of wrong desire. Lot's wife, turning back and becoming stone was wrong desire. Esau losing his birthright? Wrong desire. David and the turmoil that took place within his family. Here, man after God's own heart, David. But yet, yet he, he couldn't do certain things because of Bathsheba and the things he had done. All because of desire. Go to Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs 24. I'm going to just put this up on the, in the message, and you can just read it off there. Just for the sake of time, I'm just going to do it in the message. Proverbs 24, verse 30 through 34, and the message says, One day I walked by the field of an old lazy bones, 
and then past the vineyard of a slob. They were overgrown with weeds, thick with thistles, all the fences broken down. I took a long look and I pondered what I saw. The fields preached me a sermon and I listened. So what sermon did the fields preach? A nap here, a nap there, a day off here, a day off there. Sit back, take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Just this. You can look forward to a dirt poor life with poverty as your permanent house guest. Now think of it. One day I walked by the field of old lazy bones and I walked by a vineyard. Now you have to understand in this time, in this, what this is written, and even if you go to places um, in Africa today, you go to different places, and even, even in society today, if you have land, you have assets. If you have land, you have wealth. If you have a vineyard, that means you have something that can cause perpetual wealth. But yet, just because they had the land and just because they had the vineyard didn't mean they were going to be successful. Their desires are what determined the success of the field or the success of the vineyard. And it's the same thing with each one of us. God has called us to be stewards over things. And, and it's what you do with the things that God has placed in your life that's going to determine whether you're going to operate in lack or whether you're going to operate in abundance. The desire, so for this, the desire to be asleep was a result of loss and poverty. Let me say this. You may not be asleep naturally. But are you asleep spiritually? He walked by the field of old lazy bones. There's other places in Proverbs that talk about a little folding of the hands. Will your poverty come as, a, as an arm bandit? See, see so, so my, my desire to stay asleep and my, or my desire to refuse to be awake can determine either lack or abundance in my life. So let me ask, are we, we may not be sleep. You may be working hard with your hands. You may be doing things in the natural, all the things that you need to do. And I applaud you for that. But how are you spiritually? We can't be asleep spiritually. We can't be asleep spiritually. We have to be awake. We have to be alert. We have to be ready. So your desires will lead either lead you into lack or they'll lead you into abundance. Let's go to Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter 5. Thank you, Father. Matthew chapter 5. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Can we read this together? Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed. You like the sound of blessed, don't you? Blessed. Blessed. Empowered to prosper. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be 
filled. The word hunger here in the Strong's means to crave ardently. It means to seek with eager desire. In Luke chapter 6, verse 1, it's a familiar, another scripture concerning this. It says, blessed are those that hunger now. I like how Luke puts it, hunger now. (laughs) Blessed are those that hunger now, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those that hunger. Now, this word hunger isn't just the way you and I look at hunger. This word hunger is like, if I don't eat something soon, then I'm going to die. Meaning, I have to eat, and if I don't eat soon, then I'm going to perish. I'm going to cease to exist. I'm going to cease to live. And so here it says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Just as much as, as what you desire can lead you into lack and poverty, what you desire in your hunger and your pursuits will lead you, can lead you into abundance. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. This word uh, hunger also means this, having a strong desire and craving for, and for that drives you in a certain direction. Meaning, meaning this word hunger is not just, is, is a verb. Meaning this hunger is driving me to something. This hunger is causing me to pursue something. See, your desires are going to cause you to pursue something. Your desires can cause you to pursue pornography. Your desires can cause you to uh, pursue purpose. It can pursue a relationship pursue substance, pursue success, pursue your hunger. What you're desiring is going to cause you to go in a particular direction of your life. The question is, are your desires going to lead you towards God or are they going to lead you to the world? But it says, it says, blessed are those that hunger after what? Righteousness. So when I'm hungering after righteousness, what is righteousness? Is God's way of doing and being right. Righteousness is God's word. Righteousness is God's word. God, righteousness is God's way. His, the God, it says the foundation of his throne is righteousness. Amen. So, so the thing is, is, is if I'm pursuing righteousness, then I'm not pursuing my way. I'm pursuing his way. And when I have a hunger and thirst after his way, it's going to cause my life to be filled with everything that I have need of. Too often we settle for being filled with something that's only temporary. And I'm telling you, the world can only produce temporary gratification. The world can only produce temporary things. But when you pursue his righteousness and you hunger and thirst after righteousness, like you would not, like you would pursue your next meal or you would pursue a drink of water in a desert land as you would pursue that. That's how you need to be pursuing your heavenly father. You need to be in hot pursuit after the kingdom of God, hot pursuit after the word of God. Just hold your place there for a moment. Go to, uh, I'm going to go to first. I think it's first Peter. First Peter. Chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, and hypocrisy, and envies, and all evil speakings. The Amplified says, So be done with every trace of wickedness, depravity, and all deceit and insincerity, pretense, hypocrisy, and grudges, 
Envy, jealousy, and slander, and evil speaking of every kind. What is envy? Envy is desiring what someone else has. Envy. So, so all these first things in this first verse are all different aspects of desire. They're negative desires. But then verse 2 says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word. Meaning, I need to lay aside these desires, and I need to embrace these desires. I need to lay aside these evil desires, and I need, as a newborn babe, desires the sincere milk of the word, what that you might grow. So, here's another thing we're saying. I have to let go of pursuing these desires, and I need to embrace, as a newborn babe... Just as that the baby that comes out of the mother's womb needs the sustenance, needs the milk from the mother. What? So that child can grow up and become what, what he was created to be, what they were created to be. So we have to let go of these desires in the same way as newborn babes would desire the milk that would come from, this, from, from the, the, the mother. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Filled. Thank you, Father. We have to be filled. We have to be filled. But you being filled is in direct proportion to what you're pursuing. And you can only be filled with what you are pursuing. Desire. Desire. It either leads us into lack or it will lead us into abundance. Thank you, Father. Hunger is a sign of health. Think about it. You know, one of the things for coronavirus was that people would lose taste or lose smell. I mean, what's the point of eating if you can't taste it, right? <laughs> it's like, well, I got to live, but I mean, but we we like food. <laughs> I like good food. Some of that good Cajun food, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, but if you if you're like if you have the flu or you have, you know, a sore throat or you have. Your stomach's hurting. And by the way, you, you don't want to eat. You don't feel like eating. So sickness produces a loss of appetite. And it's the same thing spiritually. If you don't desire the word, then something's wrong. If you don't desire to be in the house of God, something's wrong. If you, if you don't want to pray, something's wrong. If you don't want to be with your spouse, then something's wrong. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm just saying they're 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 just signs. They're, they're and so so if I if I lose my appetite in the natural, then then I've lost it because because something's wrong. I'm I'm sick. Naturally, but I'm telling you, it's the same thing spiritually. If you don't have an appetite, if you can't sit and hear the word for 45 minutes, then something's wrong. 
It means, it means there's other desires are coming in to where that no longer has become a desire. Do we have an appetite for the things of God when we lose our appetite as a side that something isn't right? Thank you, Father. So we have to be hungry. We have to be hungry. We have to crave. We have to require His righteousness. Thank you, Father. Let's look at Matthew 5. I have some other things, but I think I need to go forward. Matthew chapter 5. Now let's look at verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Empowered to prosper are those that have a pure heart, for they shall see God. Pure. When I say pure, I'm not using the word perfect. Pure is clean. Pure is clear. Pure in heart. Pure in heart. I I, I don't remember where it is right now, but I say it might be the one prophet says. It talks about how long, how long are you between two decisions? Pure heart. Clean heart. Now, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying perfect. The word pure here in the Greek means free from corrupt desires. It's about having clear. Clear. Meaning no hindrances. You know, just the image, just a, just a, a pipe that may be within your house. And, and, and something gets caught within that pipe. And, and something gets caught in that pipe. And then what happens is, is nothing else can, can flow through it. And it might be a little bit of things flow through it at first. But all of a sudden, less and less can flow through it and and more and more things that normally would just flow right on through can't flow through because there's something bigger there. And what happens, it gets to the point where nothing else can get through. Nothing else can make its way through the pipe. And and here it was meant to be a source of supply. It was meant to be a a source of, uh, it was supposed to be a resource to other people. It was supposed to be something that could refresh other people. It could be something that other people could drink from. But but now it's something that's blocked up because, because it's not clear. But here it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What's hindering you from seeing God in your life? What might be hindering us from seeing all that he wants to do in our, in our midst on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night? Maybe there's this... Too many things that are blocking the flow for us to see him. Maybe we're so busy. Maybe there's so many things going on. We're so focused, focused on, on so many other things that, that, that we can't see God because we're so busy with life. Yeah. 
We're letting so many other things take our focus. So many other things become our priority. But this is blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are those that have a clear heart. It says they shall see God. I don't want anything obstructing my view. Lord, if there's anything obstructing my view, remove it from my life. If there's anything out of order in my heart, Lord, remove it from my life. If there's things that's hindering the anointing from flowing through me, remove it from my life. If there's something that's keeping me from the greatest days ahead of me, remove it from my life. If there's something that's keeping me bound, broken, and confused, remove it from my life. Get rid of it. If there's something that's blocking my ability to give, if there's something blocking my ability to serve, if there's something blocking my ability to love, remove it from my life. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. God's not keeping anything back from us. The question is, what are we desiring? See, wrong desires are the things that block up that that pipe. Those wrong desires. Let me close with this. Go to Psalms. I'm not done, but I feel like I need to close with this. Psalms 24. I'll take that back. I guess I am done. (laughs) Psalms 24. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to read this in the King James first. And... Kelly, I have you put it in the passion after this. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he founded upon the seas and he established upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Now think about it. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Meaning I'm not lifting my soul, my mind, will, and my emotions to empty things or wrong desires. Verse 5, he, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you age-abiding doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. See, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? But he who has clean hands and a pure heart. See, it's in that we see his glory. It's in that he manifests his glory. It's in that we see the fullness of all that he is and everything that he has. The the only thing that is hindering us from stepping into greater things are the things that we're allowing to get in the way. Yes, 
wrong desires. And we all have them. Each one of us in here, there's wrong desires that we have to not let go unchecked in our hearts. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Put that in the passion. God's claim to the world is his and everything and everyone belongs to him. He's the one who pushes back oceans to let the dry ground appear, planting firm foundations for the earth. Who then ascends into the presence of the Lord and who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth. Those who never deceive and whose words are sure. They will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness giving by the Savior God. Now, hold on one second. Now, I did not say, we're not righteous by our own works, okay? Please, I'm not talking about your works, okay? I'm talking about what's hindering the glory of God from flowing. I'm not talking about your salvation. You couldn't earn your salvation. If we could earn our salvation, we wouldn't have needed Jesus. Jesus made a new creation. Just as, the, just as David said, he said, he goes, I, I, you know, he goes, I, I love how David said, he goes, I, I don't want, don't repair my heart and don't, don't just restore my heart. He goes, create in me a clean heart, meaning I want something brand new. And, and, and Jesus made that available. But see, we can, we can, we can be, uh, have made Jesus the Lord of our life, but yet the world is constantly keeping us from the abundance, constantly, constantly keeping us from everything that has, he has for us, keeping us from the move of God that he wants to happen through our lives. They will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God for they seek the pleasure of God's face. The God of Jacob, Paul's in his presence. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the King of glory, for he's about to come through you. You ask, who is this King of glory? The Lord armed and ready for battle. The mighty one, invincible in every way. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here he comes, the King of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is the king of glory? He's the Lord of victory, armed, ready for battle, the mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's host. Yes, he is the king of glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. But what I want you to see as I close here is the king of glory wants to come through you. We are agents. We are vessels of his glory. And he wants to come through you, but he can't come through you if you're filled with all sort of desires that aren't from him. That's why as a body, we need to be determined to hunger, to crave, and to seek his righteousness. Because it's in that we will be filled. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for what it produces in each one of our hearts. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, King of glory. Thank you, King of glory. Thank you, King of glory. Oh, the Lord strong and mighty. Hallelujah. The Lord mighty in battle. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you that you are the King of glory. Thank you that you are the King of glory. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Just right where you're standing. Just everyone where your head's bowed. You say, Pastor Justin, I've had... I've let wrong desires consume me. Maybe it's a desire for revenge, a desire of getting back. Maybe it's a desire for pornography, a desire for substances, a desire for success. Maybe it's a desire of just being wanted. See, all these things, if, it's, if, if, if my desire isn't God, then, then anything else is really a wrong desire. But understanding, when I make him my total desire, he fills all those other things. And as your heads are bowed and your eyes closed, and you say, Pastor Justin, I want every blockage removed from my life. I want every hindrance removed from my life. I don't want anything in my heart that would hinder me from seeing God or other people seeing God in me. Hebrews chapter 12 says, tells us what lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us. So that you just lift your hands. There's just some desires that you know need to, that, that shouldn't be there. Wrong thinking, wrong attitudes. There, there could be things there that, that it's hard for you to worship God. It's hard for you to come boldly to God because you have guilt and condemnation that totally, totally hinders you from approaching you don't feel like God loves you. You don't feel like, you feel like he's a million miles miles away. But I'm telling you, he's here with open arms. Hallelujah. You know, for me, it was in times of worship. An intimacy where the Holy Spirit would say, Justin, that you need to get rid of that. You, you don't need to think that way, Justin. We need to embrace intimacy with the Father. I, I see intimacy with the Father as when I get in His presence, it's It's almost like he washes everything away. Just in his presence, just he just unclogs things. In that intimacy with the Father, where he even gives you, you. you let it, he'll give you new desires. Father, we thank you for new desires today. For some, I thank you for renewed desires. Desires to run after you with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind. 
and everything that we have, pursuing after you. Just let him just, just for a moment as we have here, just, just let him touch your heart here as Cassie plays. See, intimacy is something personal, him and you. he's the most important thing where he's the most important pursuit of your life where his word is the most important where the Holy Spirit is the most important person Consume out of you things that don't belong. Let him wash over you. Place within us a hunger, Father. A hunger. Thank you for hunger. said if we delight ourselves in the Lord he would give us the desires of our heart thank you Father hallelujah 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 wrote this down Heart's clear, so faith can flow. It's in this life the glory I will show. Clear out your heart and fill it with me. And step back and behold what you're about to see. Heart's clear, so faith can flow. It's in this life the glory I will show. Clear out your heart and fill it with me 
Step back and behold what you're about to see. thank him for having a hungry heart Lord give us hungry hearts consume any and everything that doesn't belong ministered, the Lord ministered through me this morning is the answer to freedom. I believe it's the answer to any and every situation we're in. It will produce abundant overflow. Father, take us higher in you. Holy Spirit, bring this word back to our remembrance. Reveal to us. And continue to reveal to us things that we need to remove. And the things that we need to lay hold of. Lord, I thank you for a hunger. A hunger in heritage of faith. I thank you for a hunger in heritage of faith. A hunger, a hunger. You're birthing a hunger, a hunger, a hunger for miracles, a hunger for the glory, a hunger for the supernatural, a hunger for the word, a hunger, a hunger for the gifts of the spirit, a hunger, a hunger. Hallelujah. A hunger. We thank you for hunger. In Jesus name. Amen. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.